So tip number one, ideal client research. Tip number two, reverse engineer it with the offer in mind. So create your quiz based on your offer and reverse engineer it. So who you're going to attract to your offer. And then three, make sure you set up a promotion efforts that's going to help you leverage your quiz. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And the Creators Playbook podcast is here to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the advice and playbook you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, then allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Creators Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Loman, and today we're joined by Linda Sadu, quiz creator and personality expert. How's it going today, Linda? Hey, Jared. So good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited uh, today because you are the first uh, official guest that I met at Kajabi Hero Live, our live event, but you weren't necessarily a part of the the speaking crew at the event. So like, you're the first recruit uh, in, uh, to the podcast. Well, that's exciting. I didn't realize I was the first recruit, but um, I mean, I'll take it. I'm excited. I'll claim it. <laughs> well, uh, since none of our listeners are, I, I don't think at least our listeners know you yet, give us uh, your 10 second elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Hi, so I'm Linda Sadu, quiz creator and personality expert, and I create personality quizzes. There's several different quizzes you can create for your business as a lead gen tool uh, to help attract the right leads for your courses. And I just had a knack for creating quizzes, specifically personality quizzes. And I found out that actually most of the quizzes that are created, 70% are actually personality quizzes. And it kind of makes sense because it really helps you set up a foundation for your business so you can know who's attracted to your offers and you can welcome them in and really start a relationship with them uh, when you have a quiz in place. So that's who I am and what I do and how I help entrepreneurs. Well, uh... So just to lay the lay the landscape a little bit, you and I had the opportunity. We spent a decent amount of time at the event chatting back and forth. We just so happened to be on the same plane back home. So spent a little time in the airport as well. Were you running a personality assessment behind this behind the scenes the entire time on me? Um Oh my gosh. No, you know what's funny (laughs) is I don't typically do that like in my real life, unless I'm having an issue with like getting along with somebody, then I actually take a step back. And most of the time I realize, oh my gosh, they're opposite of me. No wonder why it's been hard to like establish (laughs) a good relationship. But typically with you and I, we actually hit it off. We talked a lot. We, like you said, we both have Seattle ties. Um, So I, I had a great conversation with you and I definitely was not trying to uh, (laughs) figure you out, but um, you know, it only happens really when I've tried to develop a relationship and it's not going where I want it to, where I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I'm coming on too strong and their personality is a little bit more laid back than me. 
Yeah, got it, got it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we did indeed hit it off there, um, and I didn't require a personality assessment <laughs> to carry the conversation forward. Uh, well, let's just get back into just the the root of your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, I I always say this, so it's kind of on repeat for our regular listeners, but I can't imagine that you, you know, you woke up at three years old and told your mom, you know, I want to be a quiz ex- expert and personality, a personality quiz expert. Uh, how did you get into this field? Yeah, so that's a great question. So when I was young, I used to put on these fake green glasses and I would put a uh, Coke in my coffee cup and I made a little desk and I would sit there and I would pretend I was a business owner. Um, so I always knew that like, I would probably run my own business. I just didn't know what, right. And so it's funny that I ended up doing personality, um, quizzes for online courses or course creators and coaches, but what had happened and how I got there was, you know, I was really good at sales. I loved to sell things. I would create rocks and make different rocks and paint them. And I would go around the neighborhood and sell them. Um, and so when I graduated from college, I ended up at the SBC yellow pages, believe it or not, which is completely like, I feel like outdates me for where I should be. But during that time I was selling yellow page ads. And, um, at some point in time, I realized, okay, like I don't want to do this anymore. So I ended up switching gears into the pharmaceutical sales world, but I got into dermatology sales and I was a little nervous because I felt like dermatology was a specialty. And these doctors, some of the doctors I called on actually did research on the products I was selling. So who am I to tell them what to use? Right. But Um, my company actually helped me with the disc assessment. They came in, they did a training. I took the assessment and I learned who I was. And then I also learned ways to people read. So that way I could go in and see my doctors and try to figure out who they were and show up in a way and communicate with them in a way that felt good to them. So for an example, uh, if you were a really dominant doctor, fast action taker, you have to be efficient with their time they're going to call the shots. So instead of me telling them what to do, I would ask them, where would you use my product? They would tell me, and then I would say, okay, great. Use it in the teenage boys when you see them next. And when I come in, let me know how it goes. So it was a very easy way to talk and communicate with these doctors. It would be different for different personalities. If it was a personality that was very similar to me, I would walk in and be like, how was your weekend? Um, and we would talk about their life and their weekend and you know what their son was doing and what college he got in into or whatever. Um, so it was just different for different personalities. And so I really leaned into nurturing relationships based on people's personalities and trying to figure out how to communicate with them. And I had success. I actually was like top 10 sales rep for 10 years in a row. And so I really think that attributed to the success I had in sales because it took um, the stress off of sales. I really just focused on the relationship and tried to show up in a way that felt good to them and then was able to help their patients. So it was like a win-win-win, right? Especially if my products made sense for them. Well, I retired uh, when my son was born. We moved to Seattle and we didn't have family here. So I actually took some time off. But when my son got into kindergarten, I decided I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I was ready to kind of start my own business. And I was launching a course in email marketing and I created a quiz. And that's kind of 
where the beginning point was because once I created that quiz, I had a lot of success. People liked what I was doing. People were taking it. People were sharing it. And um, it took only about three months before I was like, okay, I definitely don't need to focus on email marketing, all of that. I can just niche into quizzes, specifically personality quizzes, because clearly like it's, this is where I need to be. (laughs) Well, let's talk just like exactly about that. Uh, You know, you, you launched a quiz First of all, I've got to figure out how did you get your first participant for your quiz? Yeah, great question. So what I did at first was I reached out to personal friends and entrepreneurs that I knew and I asked them to take it and I asked them for feedback. And I was willing to take the feedback Uh, good or bad, because I really did want to serve my community and make sure it was something useful and something valuable for them. And so some people said it was great. Some people was, you know, it was like, I wouldn't do this, or I wouldn't add that. And I took their advice and I enhanced it. And then um, once I felt like it was good enough, I started to share it into Facebook groups. I started to share it um, with other entrepreneur friends. And it was weird because at that time, Quizzes, it was um, 2019. So quizzes were pretty popular. They were sort of not like new. They weren't, you know, not everybody was using them. Um, I did not do Facebook ads really, but I really focused on just sharing it in Facebook groups because at the time there were certain groups that allowed you to share that kind of stuff. And it would just take off. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like the wind would take its sail and the quiz would just take off. And it was because other people were sharing it. They were sharing their results. They were sharing it with their community and it ended up in other people's Facebook groups. And every once in a while, I would just get 50 leads on a Friday. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And it was really just because people were sharing it, which was fascinating to me. Um, and so that's kind of you know, my story on how like I started to have success and not only that, but interact the quiz platform, they actually reached out to me pretty quickly. And they said that my conversions were higher than a typical quiz that they've seen on their end. And so they hired, or they actually got on a call with me. Um, we talked about my background in the disc and how I created the quiz through the lens of disc and they called it an ingenious framework. And, um, it gave me like all the confidence I need you know, at the time to realize, okay, I really know what I'm doing. And this is probably why I'm having success is based on my years of people reading and implementing this strategy in my at work. So you could have uh, what I would imagine to be the the most perfect of quizzes. Um, However, there had to be some type of hook uh, for people, I imagine, for them to actually bother to share this. Uh, like, was the was the hook just that they learned something about themselves or what did they get as a result of taking the quiz? So that's fascinating. So everybody loves to learn about themselves. Like, if you think about it back in the day, like, I know for me, I'm a girl and I loved taking the 17 quizzes. I also loved learning my horoscope. You know, I'm a Gemini. What am I going to find out? What's my horoscope this year? Uh, but there's so many assessments out there. Human design, Myers-Briggs. I'm one of those people, I don't know if you've fallen into the same category where I always like to learn more about myself. What is my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And you know, this really kind of plays a big role with the success you have as an entrepreneur. In my experience, um, when things don't feel good, where you're actually really trying to push something and it just doesn't want to work out, it's probably just not going to work out. And so what what I mean by that is I actually was in a partnership for a while. And 
we, it was like a failed partnership at the, you know, fall of 2020, my partner decided she didn't want to be, you know, doing quizzes anymore, doing email marketing anymore. And so at that point I had to realize like, well, if I'm going to launch a business again, and I know how hard that is because I just did it (laughs) and now we're closing it down. At that point, I realized I'm just going to focus on my strengths. And when I did that, Jared, everything was expansive and everything opened up. And so I started to do my own thing, follow the breadcrumbs that was working. And, you know, I think I was actually featured in Forbes six months later talking about how, uh, you know, 10 times my business revenue just based on my strengths alone and following the breadcrumbs. So going back to your original question, people take those quizzes because they want to know how can they be better? Um, What is their blind spot to be aware of? And so they're really curious. And not only that, but they're fun. And so what happens is when they get their result, they share it. They share it with other people, especially if they're getting a result that feels good to them. And so when I create quizzes, I always try to make sure that we're, you know, stroking the ego and making them feel really, really good about who they are and letting them know it's important that they can can lean into their strengths. Yes, they can be aware of, aware of their blind spots, but most importantly, they're unique. They're amazing. And, you know, as long as they're leaning into their strengths, they're going to be able to move mountains. I've got to ask, Ed, did you have uh, the big picture in mind, if you will, when you launched this quiz? Were you hoping to just generate some leads? Did you have something that you maybe planned to sell eventually? Or or what was your thinking in putting this quiz out there in the first place? Yeah, so it is really important when you create a quiz to work backwards from your offer. So the first quiz I put out there, I probably had no business. I was brand new. I didn't really know what I was doing. But obviously, it had a massive positive impact impact. And so I knew, okay, I did something right. But when my uh, partnership dissolved and we ended that, uh, the next time I created the quiz, I definitely did it with more intention. (laughs) I was like, okay, so I'm going to be launching um, a course with Kajabi and I'm going to call it the Quiz Lab. And so I knew at this point I was going to help entrepreneurs create and build a foundation for their business through quizzes. So um, what happened was I started with the offer in mind and I worked backwards from that. So I had the course Quiz Lab. And then the quiz that I created was discover your quiz to cash strategy. So that way I could help people create their own quiz strategy that's going to work for their course. And it's all based on their personality and leaning into their strengths. And then I put a couple valuable things in there, the actual result page that helps them get more clear on their ideal clients. Because at the end of the day, the quiz title, in my opinion, is going to attract the right leads and repel people who do not belong in your email list. And so what I mean by that is, you know, my title, Discover Your Quiz to Cash Strategy, it's for people who are interested in quiz funnels. If they're not interested in quiz funnels and creating ideal clients for their course, they're not going to take it, right? Same goes for... Um, Another quiz that I created, um, what's what's your ADHD superpower? This particular coach, uh, she was a coach, but she really got clear on her ICA and said, actually, I have ADHD. I really want to serve others who have ADHD. And so by adding what's your ADHD superpower, she's going to attract the right audience and repel people who don't 
identify with ADHD. You see how that works? So essentially quizzes go after the low hanging fruit. And what you're doing is you're trying to get people to look at the title and raise your hand and say, yep, that's who I am. Or maybe I don't identify with that. And then you get quality leads along with quantity. I love that. I love that. So uh, tell us for like, I guess this is probably an answer. You're going to answer this. Yes, no matter what, but does every business, does every industry, does everyone need a quiz? I would say yes. And um, the reason why I'm so passionate about quizzes is because they do ideal client research for you. And so really, people want a quiz because they want to grow their email list. They want leads for their courses, right? Because they want to get paid. Now, in my opinion, um, I think that quizzes are beautiful because you know, they're really helping you get clear on who your ideal clients are. They're helping you get clear with your business. You're able to ask your ICA questions and get answers in a fun, engaging way. And I'll tell you the stats out there, 40% of entrepreneurs are doing ideal client research. So there's 60% of entrepreneurs that are missing the mark. They're not even doing research. And why this is so important is because your clients dictate what you need to serve and sell them. Okay. And so this is really important because when I started to do uh, ideal client research, uh, when I was pivoting after the failed partnership, I had to really get clear on who am I serving? What do they want? And so just by asking questions, I realized that the quiz lab at the time when I was launching it, they didn't want to do it yourself course. You know, they were like, I would pay double if you could just help and be there and to support me through it. A lot of the research I received um, was people weren't confident in their copies. So having copywriters on board to help them, all this information I was able to get from not just the quiz, but surveys and ideal client interviews. And so quizzes are just a piece of the pie, an easy way where you can get ideal client research. And I'll give you an example on my quiz. The very first question I have on that is what do you identify with? Are you a coach, course creator, copywriter, service provider, other, right? Um, And it wasn't until that question was answered that I realized that 50% of my audience was actually a coach. And so that was really good for me to know because at that point, I was like, okay, I'm serving a lot of coaches. There's a lot of coaches on my email as a subscriber, right? And so what I did with this information was I was like, okay, now I need to show up and serve um, audiences where there's coaches. So of course, for example, Dallas Travers Coaches on a Mission podcast came to mind. And so if you can get in front of an audience that's coaches at this point, or for me, it's really going to impact my business because now I'm getting in front of my ideal clients, right? So quizzes can allow you to do ideal client research, which is imperative for your business success. Can you tell us what's been one of your most successful quiz launches to date? Um, are you talking about clients or my own? Up to you. you. You your call. You pick. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you one of my clients, Ellen Yen. We both know her very well, and she's a fantastic Kajabi supporter as well. So we'll we'll just go with her. And she was. I actually did a quiz for Ellen in the spring of this year. So her launch was pretty recent. Um, and really, Ellen was in a situation where she was no longer selling services and courses, and she was moving into more of like a media company. And she always loved quizzes, and we 
talked about doing a quiz for a year before we actually collaborated on it. And so she was really interested because people really want to build the relationship. They want to be seen and heard. And not only that, she was really fascinated about segmenting her audience based on somebody's personality. So that way she could really serve them, right? Because with quizzes, you can attract the right leads with the titles, but you can also do ideal client research so you understand how to serve, right? And then you can sell out your offers because they have to be a match for what they want. And so what happened with Ellen's quiz is she did a a pretty low lift launch. Uh, And what I mean by low lift, she sent one email. And with that one email alone, uh, I believe she generated 500 500 organic leads in 14 days. And how she did this, again, they're shareable. So there was four people that offered to share that email or her quiz with their audiences. And I believe she had over 50 people tagging and sharing on social media. And so it just kind of generated some buzz. And uh, because her title, What's Your CEO Style? It's very specific to her and her brand. She was able to attract the right leads, which helped up her conversion rate. So her conversion rate was 76% in those first 14 days, which is pretty incredible. So that's a story. And not only that, she directed it to her podcast. And so that was the real reason why she wanted to create it is because her podcast has so many resources for entrepreneurs, right? So we ended up... uh, I I believe we had about 20 different episodes per result and we divided it into four results. So for each result you got, you had 20 different episodes you could listen to that were curated for your personality. And because of that, she ended up having a thousand podcast downloads in seven days. Wow. Wow. And Ellen actually has been a guest on this podcast, as I'm sure you know, Linda. Uh, before we before we move beyond this, though, you mentioned the 70% conversion rate for any of our listeners or even for me who doesn't know what a good conversion rate is for a quiz. Like, what standard? Yeah, so that's a great question. And uh, according to Try Interact, the average quiz conversion rate is 40%. And if you want to take it a level deeper, if you think of a lead magnet across, you know, PDF downloads, eBooks, um, you know, you name it, there's so many different, you know, ways to generate leads to your business as a lead gen tool. 25% is considered good, like across the board. So for Ellen to get 76%, essentially what she's doing is if she puts that quiz in front of a hundred people, 76% of those people are becoming a lead. Wow. Wow. And then, so in, is, in this case, is conversion always the same thing? Is conversion, does that mean they join your list or does that mean they take an offer or what, 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 what could conversion mean? So we're looking at just from them, t- you know, looking at your quiz Uh, answering the questions and converting to a new lead. So top of funnel, obviously there's a lot of work that goes into place before they actually convert to become a client. So this is just specific to them, um, you know, looking at her quiz, answering the questions and becoming a new lead on her email list. Got it. Yeah. Well, what I love about this topic is that I think it's it's very, very broadly applicable. So whether or not you are you know hi- already highly successful in your business and already have a course on the market, there is a use case for quizzes to market a new offering you have. Or if you are like one of our traditional listeners who maybe is just getting started or maybe hasn't even started yet, 
what I love about the quiz is it's actually a really, really, I don't want to, I don't want to call it easy because nothing is easy, but like a, a fairly low effort way to start getting a pulse on your market. And it sounds like that's kind of what you did out the gate is you, you got a feel for your market without a, without even having a product available to sell. So I'm wondering what tips do you have for someone who is maybe just uh, on the fence uh, you know, with regards to what they're going to pursue from an entrepreneurial pr perspective, like how could they use a quiz to benefit them uh, in getting started? Well, first of all, I always want to ask the question, what do you want to be known for? Like, you know, did I want to be known as the email marketing maven or did I want to be known as the quiz queen, right? Because you're making a decision of, you know, referrals and what people are going to recommend and who you're known for. So, answer the question, what do you want to be known for? Um, because that's what you're going to be doing for a very long time and you better be excited about it. Second question that you might need to know is if you wanted to go on a TEDx talk, what could you take the stage and get a standing ovation in a 15 minute speech? And for me, when I was trying to figure out what do I want to be known for and what would I do if I took the stage I knew that personalities was something I could go on right away and take the stage and get a standing ovation because I knew it like the back of my hand. And so when I was really trying to get clear back then on who I was, what I wanted to create, what my courses should be, who I should serve, those were two questions that I answered myself. And then from there, what I started to do was ideal client research. I'm a big fan. Maybe it's because I live in Seattle and I feel like Starbucks is a great example of this, but they always put the client at the head of the table. And so they're always trying to check their pulse, asking them, what do they want? Because you know, they did that before they ever served up the pumpkin spice latte. And once they served up the pumpkin spice latte, they have lines, you know, to get that or it's, you know, a seasonal thing. And so they create more buzz about that. But at the end of the day, that's what you can do with your business. When you survey, you do interviews, you can do quizzes. It's all about understanding who your ideal client is, what they want, so you can serve them what they need. So take us through the opposite. Have you had any quiz launches that were absolute disasters? What are some of the challenges that someone might encounter when putting a quiz out there? So I have actually. And what comes to mind is, you know, two things. People don't know who their clients are. Um, or maybe they're forcing something like, I really want to do this. I'm going to sell this course. I'm going to put it on Evergreen. I'm going to make all this money. And I want a quiz to do all that. Like a lot of times I've had clients say, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and I'm going to, you know, all this, like, I need you to do all these things for me with this quiz. And, you know, most of the people, they haven't even set back to even talk to their ideal clients. And so it's really frustrating to me when they hire me and they say, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. I want you to create this quiz funnel when they haven't even taken the time to understand, you know, who they're trying to serve and what they want, right? And so it's frustrating for me. So I really feel like people miss the mark when they haven't taken the time to interview their ideal clients and get to know them so that they can get more clarity around their business. It's it's uncomfortable, but it's necessary to really talk to them and try to figure that out. And so oftentimes when I feel like there's been a quiz that's missed a mark, it's because they haven't set me up for success to help them with their clients and their course and all that stuff. And really it goes back to ideal client research. So 
I always start off the process by doing a survey and then I interview clients. Like for Ellen's quiz, for example, I interviewed two of her podcast listeners. I also created a survey and sent that out. Um, And a lot of this information you can pull from your clients and you can repurpose it into your quiz results. You can use it for emails. And really what you're doing is you're creating the voice of your customer. So when they read it, they're saying, oh my gosh, that's so me. I feel so seen and heard. Um, another example of when somebody missed the mark with, you know, is the ICA research one is they just don't know who they're serving. But another one I'm trying to think real quick, oh, is if they create a quiz, but they're putting it in front of the wrong audience. So oftentimes I see people who create a killer quiz, right? And I'm really proud of them and excited, but they're putting it in bundles and they're putting it in summits and you know, they're like, oh, well, my conversion rate's not high enough. And, you know, there's an example of this with a recent client that was coming through the quiz lab. She did quiz lab last fall. And she recently, um, I think she had like a 70 to 80% conversion rate on a, a summit that she was in. And I was like, well, I'll tell you why this worked for you because it was in complete alignment. Um, it really aligned with who she was serving. So she was able to get her quiz in front of her ideal clients. So they saw the title of their quiz, her quiz, they took it, they loved it, they became a new lead and it ended up in a high conversion rate. And it was solely because she finally got placed it right in front of the people that she needed to get in front of, right? So oftentimes another failed situation is when you create an incredible quiz, but you're putting it in front of people who are not your ICA. So you're not getting the conversion rate. You're not getting people to sell, you know, to purchase from you. And it's just kind of a miss because you're not clear on who you're serving to begin with. Again, which would have been helpful for the ICA <laughs> research um, if you do some research and kind of really get to know them in the first place. So I don't know how you talk about numbers, Linda, so I'll let you kind of lead the way with this. Um, but I know, like, for example, Ellen's very transparent with her numbers. You, you help generate 500 leads for her. Um, so maybe just your own version of, I guess, just giving you the opportunity to brag a little bit. Like, tell us about some of the successes that you've had through these strategies and using them in your own business. Yeah, so I love this. So I don't want people's money unless I know I can help them achieve their desired result. And so that was part of the reason why I did a group coaching program for the quiz lab. A, it was what my clients wanted. They said, I will pay double if you could hold my hand and give me more support. But because of that too, I really wanted to deliver my course promise, which was having a quiz once these 12 weeks was over. So I do everything I possibly can to help my clients get a quiz. Um, If they hire me to do it, I do everything I can to create the best quiz that's going to nail it and hit it out of the park. If they're in the quiz lab, I really do everything I possibly can to get them across the finish line so they have a quiz. Um, And so one of the things I did with my business that I feel like I'm tooting my own horn is I watch the walk and I talk the talk. So in 2021, I released the quiz lab for the very first quiz lab launch. And I did it with the quiz at the top of funnel. So I shared the discover your quiz to cash strategy. That was my lead gen tool. I did not use Facebook ads. I had asked um, friends and entrepreneur, other entrepreneurs to become an affiliate that that first time. And so I had people sign up to be an affiliate and I created... Um, 
different promotions, uh, emails and, you know, uh, social media posts and different things to help my affiliates out. So they, all they really had to do was share it with their audience and, you know, use the swipe copy and make it better with, you know, their own personality. And through this launch in October, 2021, I generated $70,000 with my own approach. And so what I did was I launched the quiz and then a couple weeks later, I launched the three-day nail your quiz idea challenge, which is my launch mechanism. So how this looks is the quiz is the top of funnel. It's how you attract the right leads. Um, and I did it with my own quiz, discover your quiz to cash strategy. Then I had a welcome series that welcomed people into my community. I let them um, be seen and heard. And so I went through a couple of different you know, emails. I did five emails, but they all had a specific intention in mind to really develop the relationship and to welcome them into my community. And then I offered the three-day nail your quiz idea challenge, which in my expertise, I call that the launch mechanism. So you're going through the quiz funnel and you get to that part where it's like, okay, now I'm starting to sell. Um, and so I delivered the three-day nail your quiz idea challenge and all the people that signed up, I had 14 people sign up during my first uh, challenge. They all were part of the three-day nail your quiz idea challenge. So to me, it made me realize I just need to get more people to the challenge the next time because it's a high converting challenge. From there, I had about, I think it was, so 14 people joined. And then I had four people that I did discovery calls on that didn't want to join the quiz lab, but they wanted me to create a quiz for them. And really it went back to their personality. I wasn't surprised. They were very dominant entrepreneurs. They had successful businesses. Some of them, some of them actually had seven figure businesses and they just wanted me to, to hire and take care of it. So there was four people that purchased uh, done for you quiz. And then the rest of them were the quiz lab members. And that was $70,000, which was pretty incredible. I was very pleased to like walk the walk and talk the talk and be like, okay, this process does work. And I feel confident teaching it to others. Let's just say uh, I'm a do it yourself person. Uh, can you distill it down to maybe three or less uh, tips, tactics, techniques that I can apply to creating my own quiz that could potentially produce similar results that you got from producing your quiz? Yeah. So first and foremost, ideal client research, obviously. <laughs> it's like the number one thing you could possibly do to set yourself up for success. The best ways to do ideal client research is getting people on interviews, you know, 30 minute interview, taking time to really get to know them. At the end, you could offer some coaching support or maybe some strategy, anything like that as a thank you or like an Amazon gift card or something like that. You don't have to do it, but it's always nice to like have a win-win situation. If I'm going to get information from you, then is there anything I can help you with with your business right now? Uh, so interviews, you can do surveys, send out the survey to your email list, you know, share it on social media. Uh, you can also do Amazon book reviews. Uh, I use Amazon book reviews for people who don't have a lot of ideal client research or they don't have a huge audience. You can just search similar topics. For an example of this was um, a quiz I created on midlife. And so I was searching books with titles about midlife. And so I was looking at the testimonial reviews that people wrote about the book. And so that's where I was getting the information from. You can also use ChatGPT. Uh, I know with we're in the world of AI now. And so just asking questions like, what are you struggling with in your area of expertise? 
So what are you struggling with when it comes to creating a quiz? Chat GPT will just tell you <laughs> what you know, you're struggling with. So even bare minimum, if you don't have an audience, you can always ask Chat GPT. So once you know this information, tip number two is work backwards from your offer. Now you need to have an offer in mind. And so what you're going to do is you're going to start creating the result pages based on the offer. And then you'll ask the questions. So once you know your results, in my case, I always teach four results for the four different personalities, write those first, and then, um, you know, have create time to create the questions. So you know what questions go to the what result it's going to be. And then you kind of want to just use your own personality strengths. Like once you have your quiz done, think about ways that you're going to be able to promote it. So people struggle with this a lot. You know, they can use Facebook ads. You can uh, partner with other entrepreneurs that have similar niches, right? I partner with Ellen Yen. She's a great example. She's got a lot of course creators and coaches in her audience. And so I love collaborating with Ellen. And that way I can put my, you know, three day nail your quiz idea or the quiz in front of her audience because she's serving a same audience or a similar audience, but we do different things. So put together a list of 20 people that you think you can reach out to and do an email swap, share my quiz, and then I'll share whatever, you know, lead magnet you have with my audience, do a swap, get it out there. And just really at the end of the day, you know, it goes back to like the build it and they will come, right? Like, you know, if you build it, they will come. Same thing happens with a quiz. People spend a lot of time and energy in creating a quiz and then that's it. They don't really spend a lot of energy and time to promoting it. And it, you kind of want to treat it like your course launch, essentially, because it's going to be the main driver that's going to attract the right leads, help you welcome them and help you get them convert to a new member or, you know, to purchase your product so you can serve them. I want to just round those back up. We'll, we'll probably edit this out of the long form episode, but uh, just to distill those, like just the titles of those, those tips and we'll send them back here to listen to the full, uh, the full version. But just again, like breaking down those three techniques to producing a high value quiz. So tip number one, ideal client research. Tip number two, reverse engineer it with the offer in mind. So create your quiz based on your offer and reverse engineer it. So who you're going to attract to your offer. And then three, make sure you set up a promotion efforts that's going to help you leverage your quiz. I love it. Well, take us back to uh, you, um, where you're at today, and maybe a little bit about uh, where you're going. Any um, offers out on the market today that you're pushing or what can our listeners potentially, how can they get the most value from your, your products? Yeah. So I launched the quiz lab in the fall and my next launch is going to be at the beginning of September. So that's just right around the corner. And the you can take my quiz if you're interested, mainly just to get your own quiz to cash strategy, right? Because if you're interested in creating a quiz funnel and um, sharing it, you know, to your, to your audience to convert to your course, that's a great way to take that. So discover your quiz to cash strategy is a great way to take a quiz see what questions I ask, understand what your strengths are, and you can leverage that. Um, but the quiz lab will launch in the fall. And from there, I don't know, this year's going to be kind of fun, actually, Jared. I'll tell you why. I'm doing a new take on quiz lab. I've added micro apps to it. So the reason why I've done that for the fall is because one of the biggest things I've heard is how overwhelming it is for quizzes 
for people to create a quiz. So with chat GPT, I really wanted to um, utilize micro apps to take the overwhelm out of it. So that's coming soon. I haven't told many people about that, but I'm going to pull back the curtain on that. And that way, hopefully people can actually just take action and get started because really it's useful to understand who your clients are. So you know how to better serve them and sell out your offers. It was exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Well, I I guess one more and I'm pulling things out of order, which is, I guess, fine because it's a podcast and we can edit it anyhow. <laughs> um, I want to know if you were to start it all over, uh, anything that you'd do differently, or I guess just thinking back to uh, either yourself a couple years ago or maybe uh, that person who's maybe in the same shoes as you are, what would you tell them to start with today? So I feel like I probably wouldn't have done anything different, right? I don't know if people always say that to you or not, but I think in my situation, failure happens. And I do think it's just a misstep and helping guide you on the right path, in my opinion. So if anything, I would really just want to leave this conversation with people understanding the mantra of fall down seven times, but get up eight. It's so important to fail. And, you know, even as a parent, because I have a child, I let my child fail because I want him to learn from it because you build resilience and you learn how to navigate things. And it's just important. It's a function that we all need to have to go through. It's a rite of passage. And to be a successful business owner, you have to fail a lot. (laughs) And so I really encourage, you know, entrepreneurs to fail and fail often. But again, fail seven times and get up eight. I love that. It reminds me of yesterday. I was taking my kids to the park and not that I want kids to, you know, face some of the injuries that I faced when I was little, but we talked about like how like all of the play playground equipment is so much different than it was back when I was a kid, yeah. and on, you know, riding on the merry-go-round that thing had no governor. You could get that thing going 30 miles per hour. You'd fly off of it. But boy, the lessons you learned from the scrapes, from the bumps and the bruises. <laughs> and that certainly applies to entrepreneurship too, where there will no be no governors. There'll be no safety net for you when you're out on your own. So Love that point of just continuing to get back up. Um, With that said, uh, where's the best place for people to find you? Do you use social networks? Do you want them to come to your website? Uh, How can they learn more about you? Yeah, the best place to find me is on my email list. So, um, you know, on my website, there is a quiz where you can discover your quiz to cash strategy. If you take the quiz, you'll be on my email list and that's the best place. That's where I show up. I really do believe in email marketing. I think it's the best return on investment and best return on investment. And in my opinion, as you know, I just want to be present in my life. And so it's, it's really important that you build a foundation as an entrepreneur that'll allow you to be present as a parent and step away from the entrepreneur life occasionally and just know that you have a good foundation. So I walk the walk. I talk the talk. I am on social a little bit, but I'm still on Facebook. Uh, Facebook group Quiz Creators is where I cultivate my community. Um, so you can find me on Facebook as well. And then, yes, you can also find me on Instagram and threads at, at Linda Sidhu. Actually, it's at Linda underscore Sidhu underscore quizzes if, you're, if you like Instagram and threads as well. Awesome. Well, we will have all of that information in our show notes to make it easy on our listeners. Uh, with that said... 
Uh, big thank you to you, Linda, for taking your time uh, out of your busy day. Um, again, first recruit like from Kajabi Hero Live. Excited to uh, actually make this happen uh, and actually have this interview. Yeah, it was so nice, Jared. I really enjoyed meeting you at Kajabi. And actually, your event was the only event that I wanted to go to this year. Like I, as a parent don't get out to go to a ton of events. And so I just want to let you know that um, it was very intentional for me to be there. I really believe in what Kajabi is doing. I think you guys are great. It was so fun to meet all the people. I got to meet Meredith. Um, I got, some of these guys are in Seattle too, right? Which is mm-hmm. so crazy. Um, I was talking to, I can't remember his name now, which I feel bad, but he li- lives in Fremont and he's literally like five minutes away, which was crazy <laughs> to me that like, most of your team, what, how much of your team is actually in Seattle? Like a third of it? We got a few now. No, I mean, it's not quite that much. I felt like it was a third. (laughs) It does feel like it. We definitely have a presence in Seattle for sure. Yeah. So that was so fun and just building connections and with a company that I actually believe in. So it was really cool to be there and it was really great to meet you as well. I love it. Well, that's all we have for you today. For our listeners, we will look forward to chatting with you next week uh, on the Creators Playbook podcast. Thanks again for listening and see you all next week.